Hi, Raja. Hey, Mama. It's been a while. It has been a while too long. But I'm ready. I'm ready. Woo woo. Yes, and we're back with another episode. Last episode, we talked about fashion and how it has transformed in our respective lifetimes and how our styles have changed. So, yeah, leave us a comment about, you know, whatever fashion that you still think you have or have created for yourself or what kind of fashion trends you're following now. Yeah, get them high heel tims back out, them bell bottoms. I'm Angela the mom. I'm Roger the daughter. And, and this, this is Talking Brown Sugar. This little sugar of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This Talking Brown Sugar of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. This talking brown sugar of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. Talking brown sugar, talking brown sugar. Let it shine, let it shine. We're in the sugar bowl with some random thoughts. What do you have for the people today, Mom? Beards. Weave beards and taking care of your maintenance of beards. I give my hand to y'all guys for doing your little beard thing and taking care of it and keeping it clean. But I've seen some stuff out here. Plus, what we doing now with the Instagram? With the man and the female faces? It's about the beard weaves. Yeah, that's a little funny looking to me. But, I mean, you can do what you got to do, but let's stay true to you. Keep it clean. Keep it neat. Tip your bar because y'all doing your thing. It's like going back into the 1800s. But I kind of like it. I think it's interesting. Um, my only concern would be how they're applying it to the skin and, like, what um, that will do to the skin over time. Like that's got to be like, you know, for special events. We try to look extra suave. A little damper there going out to dinner. Or just looking, you know, changing your appearance. But you know what? I'm going to give it off to the gents. Hey. And my next one is entertaining your guests. Do you think you need to have a policy when you're inviting people over to your house for cookouts, dinners, any kind of birthday party, baby shower, anything you have? Because sometimes people forget... You know, you got to go to work. You got to, you just be ready for them to go. So do you turn off the lights or you just tell them, look, it's the last call, but you got to get the what? Smish up out of here. I think you should have an established policy that you let your guests know ahead of time. Or, you know, before the thing, the party's, you know, getting started before people have their beverages and whatever else. Um... The same way, you know, some people don't let people use their bathroom or they have a certain bathroom you have to use. Um, or, you know, don't run in and out the house. I think that's a good one to keep the bugs out, especially in the summertime. Um, I think it's a good idea to have a policy. I do, too. And there's another thing I've noticed sometimes people bring their exes. Do you still keep in contact with your in-laws? Are they invited? Even if you outlaw them, you being mad extra. I think there's circum ex uh well certain uh extenuating circumstances where that may be allowed, but I think all parties should be aware or agree on that. But you know, it depends on that kind of relationship you have. I think if you and the person of the family aren't dating and y'all have cut ties, go ahead cut ties with the mom, even if you. Like the daughter, son, whoever she never had, or you know the dad had. Like just, just dial that back a bit, and um, you know, say what you gotta say with your parting words. Just like they post on Facebook from afar, or whatever. But um, 
you know, figure that out. That's why I said cheers to it. Um, yes, and my random thoughts, um, just a quick PSA. Start checking your predatory, uh, perv, um, creep, uncle, grandpappy, aunts, grandmamas, cousins, homeboys, whoever, friends that are just, you know, accosting people. Um, because I'm tired of having to do it. Or dealing with people who don't know how to read the room or read you know, me saying no to their advances, um, whether it be me physically moving myself from the conversation or just not entertaining it at all. So quick story time, be mom, uh, Angela, you know, my co-host right here. We've been traveling to different events, you know, just going out promoting the show, whatever. So we went to a... What would you call it? An event, you know, where people were getting lit for the Lord. And on our way out, um, the event was still happening, but we had to leave early. You know, we have jobs and other things going on. Um, Two older men, old, older men, just older men, um, accosted me. And then my mom, um, they were getting, trying to get lit for some legs. You know, it doesn't matter what I was wearing, but I was there, you know, in, like, Sunday's best attire, so was my mom. Mm -hmm. But clearly their focus was somewhere else. And so, yeah, check your people. And it was just gross. The worst experience I had. Um, And I was just, what, last weekend? Yes, last weekend. Disgusting. The worst thing ever. So start checking your friends, family members, whoever. It's not, oh, you know, they're just old, or that's just how they are. Cut that out. Um, because you, they'll, hopefully they'll listen to you before, you know, other things have to be exchanged. We don't want no smoke out here in these streets. We don't want to have to call the cops, whatever else may happen, you know? I thought I was going to have to pull out my little bit of pepper spray, like pepper, salt shaker. It's just disgusting. Nasty old creepy men with Easter suits. We are here listening to the gospel singers having a good old time praising the Lord. The Lord was in the room. He was present. Yes. And I don't know what you were thinking about, but no. Yes. Just no. Just no. But that was my random thought um, as far as that is concerned. Also, just in general, um, I was listening to a podcast um by Yamanika Sanders. She's a comedian. She is a stand-up comedian. I haven't seen a lot of her stand-up, but um, she's pretty funny on her podcast. Um, I'll link it in the show notes. Um, but she was talking about how she's not an angry black woman. She's an annoyed black woman because, you know, she's tired of having these same conversations about the same thing. We keep, you know, seeing how people get killed. Our children get killed, uh, men and women, black and brown people, just tired of having the same conversations. Um, but also, you know, being a, the difference between being annoyed and angry um, is like, you know, the, the fact that it keeps happening and you're being pestered to a point where it's like, I'm not even angry anymore. I'm just really annoyed. I'm done. Ready to pack my stuff up and go to another country. But, um... It's just, you know, something that I'm exploring myself. Um, 
living in this country and stuff like that. And there are new studies coming out talking about the connection between, like, angry outbursts and uh, depression. Like, I haven't had an angry outburst, but I do sometimes feel like I'm angry all the time. Um, I know that a lot of people can resonate with that feeling. And so it's just like, you know, take care of yourself. Um, Go seek therapy in whatever professional help you may need, uh, whether it be meditation, prayer, uh, whatever it is you do to take care of yourself. Remember to do that. It's just a thought. Also, it's my last written thought, I promise. Um, where can I find a good squirt? You know what? I miss those things. You used to keep me decked out in those things because I was a very adventurous child. I love to run around. Be in nature, um, rolling down a hill, you know, playing in the wood chips, all that kind of stuff. But I miss a good squirt. I could use one of those. Yeah, I had a cute one too. I had a jean one and a a white one. It almost like a tennis skirt. Maybe that's what we might have to do. We have to invest. Y'all look out for us. Send us some information. Yes, if you know where to find a good squirt, send the link our way. Sugar Cues, a.k.a. the news, where you put a little sugar in your cup. Let's just dive right in. New law allows prison inmates to attend funerals, visit lo- dying loved ones. Um, this article comes from The Herald. Um, so it says, inmates in South Carolina prisons. This is South Carolina. Um, we're probably sure that other states may have something similar. Um, but it says inmates in South Carolina prisons are now eligible to attend funerals and visit dying loved ones while incarcerated. The legislation was signed by Governor Henry McAster, McMaster just before the General Assembly wrapped up the session earlier this month. State Senator Carl Allen of Greenville, who sponsored the measure, said he has been working for four or five years to get the bill passed. That's why it's important for us to stay on these people's necks when we you know, trying to protect our rights or just, you know, get new rights and bills or whatever passed. Like, it's a long process. Um, I stayed on it and was steadfast because it was the right thing to do, Alan said Wednesday. I hope the community wraps its arms around this section of the population. We have a responsibility to rehabilitate them so we can be product- so they can be productive members of society. Under the new law, inmates who aren't security risk can attend funeral services of parents or relatives named on visitation lists and can also visit those persons if they are terminally ill in a hospital. The legislation only applies to inmates in the state's prisons, not the county jails. Um, that's interesting. I feel the same thing. I think, you know, they're, they're people. Everybody makes mistakes. Only person can judge is the higher up, not man. Yes, um, the Department of Corrections is responsible for the security and transportation of the inmate, but can request a local sheriff's office or law enforcement agency to provide the service. So, you know, it's like if the prison says, you know, can't do it on Monday, so they can re- at least they can reach out to another um, department or office to handle their travel. I think that's a good idea. Um because I've watched many of TV shows and you hear people talking about how their mom, dad, grandma, someone close to them died and they weren't able to attend the funeral because they were in jail. 
Um, you can't, and I don't want to try to imagine what that has done to them and their psyche, you know, especially that with somebody who visited them in jail, who was constantly putting money on their books or didn't give up on them when they went into jail and then prison. Um, but also the fact that, um, that it's only available for people who are in prison is interesting because sometimes people in jail, we've talked about that before, um, are literally just sitting in jail for years upon years. Um, so they too could be affected by this, but because they're in jail, um, I can see how that could be tricky, kind of, to legally give people um, permission to do that. How, you know, would you be able to secure people um, in their travel um, when they're in jail, literally waiting to go to court? Just like most people might say, well, they're doing the time, so why they do the crime? But think of some of the times when somebody gave you a pass and you know you did something wrong. So I think it's okay. Yeah, this is something I just wanted to mention. Um, I didn't pick any particular article to read, but um, Sandra Bland actually recorded uh, her arrest and it's just not being made public. So the officials um, just released this information to the public and her family is now requesting that uh, her case be reopened. It's a bunch of bull. That's all I have to say on that. Blank. I, I don't need to say nothing. Um, a lot of people um, involved in that case. Um, I just hope there is some actual justice with this new information. Um, and this comes from NBC News. We have um, Justine DeMond's family agrees to $20 million settlement with Minneapolis over police shooting death. Um, so this story um, initially started uh, about two years ago in 2017. Uh, but the article reads, the city of Minneapolis agreed to a $20 million settlement with the family of a woman, um, just for you all to note, a white woman, um, who was shot dead by a police officer. His police officer was a black man who was convicted of murder. Um, he got 15 years. Lawmakers announced on Friday. Um, the settlement came just three days after jurors convicted the former officer, Mohammed Noor, of third-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter in the July 15, 2017, slaying of Justine um, Damon. She was a dual citizen of the United States and Australia. I'm not saying that her family doesn't deserve money, and I'm not saying that the money that they got is going to help them heal any faster, grieve any better, or, you know, rectify what happened. Um, but I remember this case on the news um, when it happened um, because she called saying that there was what she thought was sounds of a sexual attack or rape or something happening. So she called the cops and it was Noor and his partner who came. And when they drove up um, to her house, um, they mistook her for a threat. And so Noor shot her. He opened fire um, thinking she was the threat. You know, he was saying his, he, his statement to the jurors at the time was that he thought you know, that was the only way to protect his partner. And it sounds very similar to other stories we've heard in other cases where 
black men, children, women have been shot or brown people who have been shot by police where police claimed that they were doing what they thought was best to protect their and their partners' lives or the lives of the greater public um, because they perceived the person who was killed um, as a threat. So it's the same situation, but this was a little different because the victim's white and the police officer's black. And this one, this story took me, um, caught me a little bit off guard because of the amount that she received. And I know there are a lot of things at play, um, you know, who's deciding how much they're going to get, where they are, and all those different factors. Um, her, You know, the, the family's lawyer and how much they sued for initially, like, um, and the process they took to get to this settlement. I know all of those, there's so many factors to consider, but it's just interesting the larger message that it sends when you have people like... Uh, or families who are impacted, like uh, Flando Castile, um, how his mom and his his girlfriend um, they received much less, uh-huh. and that was recorded on camera, um, body cam, and the girlfriend uh, recorded it. And I'm never gonna forget that little girl um, telling the four year old telling her mom. You know, after she's just witnessed her dad being shot, it's okay, mom, I'm here. It's okay, mom, I'm here. Uh, a four-year-old can tell him, I'm never going to forget that. So you think about how much trauma that has caused them both. Um, it's something that little girl might not even process until she's older. Or, you know, it's going to affect her now and up until she's older. But it's just interesting um, what, like, how how much does a black life matter? How much is it worth? Not saying that more money would help anybody um, who has lost someone to a police shooting in this way. Um, And then, like, how are we still training police officers to empty their clip into a citizen? Like, were there really no other actions to take? Because we keep hearing the same story. I was doing what was best to protect my life the life of my, you know, I feared for my life. I feared for my partner's life. I feared for the public's life. And it's just like, how do you prove, how can you prove that emotion? Um, it's just crazy. Yeah, it's like a hot poker. Until you get stuck, you don't know how it's going to affect you, affect your life, affect your everything. Because once somebody's gone, you can't bring them back. Yeah, uh, Philando Castile's mom with... Um, some of that money, she also paid off $8,000 worth of uh, school debt because, you remember, Philando Castile, mm-hmm. well, school lunch debt, Philando Castile had a program. He was known in his school district for um, program a program in place that was paying off the kids' lunches, so his mom paid off the lunches of all the kids, and it was $8,000 uh, worth. That was just something that I was just thinking about and how all this is connected. Um, next, uh, hitting it hard, um, recent news, you know, uh, Georgia has passed abortion, uh, ban, and recently, um, Alabama has passed a ban. I was just gonna tell y'all flat out, right now, I don't understand. I do understand what's happening, but I don't understand, like, 
the logic. Like, you know how men like to use logic to explain things because they say women are emotional. Somebody please explain the logic of a lot of older white men telling women across this country what to do with their body. How they're how they're punishing people, you know, um, making it punishable up to ninety nine years if you get um, or give a, an abortion. Like if you're in a doctor um, performing an abortion, you can be punished up to ninety nine years. The fact that the Georgia law follows people out of state if they go out of state to get an abortion, and um, the Alabama one taking it a step further, making it punishable by law if like even if you're um, raped, but um, in recent developments, I did hear that some of that um, didn't make it, and the vote was eleven to twenty-two. Um, that part of the ban um, didn't pass. But um, this article from USA Today is titled "Where Is Abortion Legal Everywhere?" But and it says forty-three states prohibit abortion after a certain point in the pregnancy, including Alabama. Uh, Alabama's near total ban and four that passed heartbeat bills in 2019. So, you know, they say once there's a heartbeat, um, it's considered a viable life. And basically, you know, an abortion is considered like killing another human. Um, and it says, however, most states have limitations. 17 states ban abortion at viability, meaning that the pregnancy has reached a point that the fetus could survive after delivery. That's Arizona, California, Connecticut, Delaware, Hawaii, Idaho, Illinois, Maine, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, Montana, Tennessee, Utah, Washington, Wyoming. I just kept reading to see if um, our state was going to pop up. It did it. Um, but still, these are some trash bans. Um when you think about it collectively, they're just going to make it um, harder for women to get um, safer abortions or people with uteruses, making it harder for you know people to get abortions. There's so many different reasons why somebody would get an abortion. Um, and then people trying to equate being pro-choice with, you know, like it's straight up pro, pro-abortion. Pro-choice just means I agree or think that um, people should have a choice. And what the next steps are when they receive information or news that, you know, you're growing a little person or you're growing a baby, you're pregnant. I think people should have a choice. This right here takes me in the backseat of a whole lot of stuff. reason I said stuff, you can't tell me what to do with my stuff. If my stuff gets stuff and I want to get rid of my stuff, that's my business, me and the Lord. But I tell you this, it's going to be... A whole lot of bloodshed, a whole lot of women dying unnecessarily. We already got children in these arranged marriages in different countries, not just the United States, who are having these babies and dying because their uteruses are split. Somebody need to sit down and uh, give these men uh, a new health education because it's emotional for both people. You can't tell me what to do with my body. It's my body. Sometimes people don't even want to take care of their own kids, but they don't They don't have abortions. And I'm not saying have abortions and make it for birth control. I hope nobody wants that. But if somebody is getting raped, incest, or something happens to them, and this is going to hurt this woman's life and she's carrying this baby, that should be her choice. Not your choice, but y'all worrying about who's paying for it. Hey, the taxpayer's going to pay for something anyway. You're shooting people in the street. That got a heartbeat every day. Yeah, it just, 
it makes no real sense other than you really do not like that women have freedom and are growing to have more freedom. As women get more educated, you know, they're less likely to marry, um, less likely to have children, less likely to want to settle down and have children and stay at home. Um, And it's fine if a a woman chooses to stay home or somebody chooses to stay home with the kids. Mm -hmm. That's fine. But... Also, if the opposite is true for them, let that be their story. It's just crazy um, that Trump is really trying to roll all that back. Um, Obama, Hillary, they warned us that they were going to try to roll back and reverse Roe v. Wade. Like, it wasn't set in stone. Many of our laws aren't. But this is some bull. It's just it's upsetting um, that we're literally seeing this country being flipped, Upside whipped, cut down. up, just divided. All kinds of ripples. Just, just crazy on so many levels. Um, we'll say this all the time: vote when you can, as often vote. as you can, as soon as you can. Make your voice heard, um, especially in those local elections, because that trickles down into who's going to be representing us, you know, in the House and the Senate. Um, yeah, just get ready. All I can say, if the people got the right money, they're still going to have it done. And if you don't have the right money to do it, it's going to be some harm done. So I guess, oh, what y'all going to go up on the B? What is that pill called? Plan B. The Plan B pill? Or you're going to take them off the, at the drugstore? Uh-huh, yeah. Like how we just made uh, mushrooms illegal. You know, they made psychedelic mushrooms legal, but... Like, I'm not comparing mushrooms to abortions, but what are we really focused on as a country? Like, really? People do not like when women have power. I'm noticing that every day it makes people uncomfortable. We can't even talk about sex. We can't even talk about periods. They just want to, you know, make it make it's something, it's something, it's something the woman has to deal with. Right. So what's going to happen with sex workers? You know what I'm saying? Well, I guess they're going to, um, well, you know what? It's going to be a lot of inheritance. Get your contracts together, ladies. And a lot of these laws, you don't see um, too many provisions about anything with the male counterpart. Like, what? And that's jail. Like, if they get sentenced. Because, you know, in some cases, if they're not found guilty, the woman who made the claim of rape or whatever could be then charged with crimes. Of a false accusation of rape. So it's like, what the heck sandwich? Get your DNA. Get your wife's money ready. Your mistress money ready. Whatever money you need ready. This is going to get nasty. You know, freedom of choice. It's getting nasty. Well, you heard that. Spoken from the mouth of babes. It's your freedom. Do we have to go back to burn bras? Burning bras didn't do nothing for us. What's they going to do for me? I ain't got no bra big fit me. Um, I just I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. Y'all vote, people. Please think and vote. Cause things about your little daughters. I mean, some things need to be private. You know, we don't we don't know what happens in behind closed doors, front of doors, side doors. Things happen in colleges, high schools, church. We don't know why it happens. 
We do know why it happened. They, Trump is in office. People have lost their raggedy pockets. I'm talking about when somebody gets raped. We don't know how it comes to happen. Oh, it doesn't matter. Like, even if the woman is raped, I still think she should have a choice. Even, saying. you know, rape, health condition, they all just don't that. want the, the pregnancy. Chemotherapy. All of that. They just don't choice. want it. Divorce. I think choice matters. Eight-year-old, ten-year-olds. It's a show. It's show. It's, they this country really showing their behind, showing their true colors every day, more and more every day, and it's like they're just trying to top how the worst uh, they can make it for people, how bad they can make it for people each day. Um. Yeah. It and it shouldn't take people asking the question. You know, what if it was your mom? What if it's just? It don't matter. It's not. It, it shouldn't be your decision to make. Look at what's going on now. You got kids in adoption agencies, foster care. You got families who done had their own 12, 13 children. Look what happened to them. Chain them to the beds, treat them like dogs. We don't have time for this. We really don't have time for this. Yes, this is coming from a CNN business. Food stamp recipients can now order groceries online for delivery. Amazon, Walmart, and ShopRite will offer the service. I know you lie. I know you lie. Yes, the background noise threw me off. But what were you saying? Oh yes, this comes from CNN Business News. Food stamp recipients can now order groceries for delivery. Amazon, Walmart, and Shoprite will offer the service. Yes, Walmart, Amazon, and grocery chains like Shoprite hope to tap into a lucrative new market. Food stamp recipients. Who want to shop for their groceries online? I think that would be so great and relaxing. For the first time, the U.S. Department of Agriculture has given the green light for recipients of the Supplement Nutrition Assistance Program, or called SNAP, to use the benefits to buy groceries online and get them some delicious deliveries to their homes, the agency said Thursday. The retailers are kicking off a two-year pilot, which starts in New York, that will enable some of the state's 2.7 million SNAP recipients to use their benefits for online grocery orders. Yay! I think this is well overdue. And the states that will be starting this as well will be Alabama, Iowa, Maryland, Nebraska, New Jersey, Oregon, Washington. It's not yet clear which other grocery chains will be involved. Hats off. About time. I know people are going to be fussing, like you said. Everybody's talking about this government assistance. Hey, somebody got to give it. Let some moms enjoy some things. Some elderly, about time they done stood in the rain, and myself trying to catch the bus to train. Some daddies, too. And some daddies, yes. And some daddies. And some grandpas. And some uncles. All the people. Everybody need a break. So much stress in the world. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Um, Nice inclusive accessibility step forward, Um, especially for people, you know, who have to ride an hour or two to get to a grocery store if you live in a food desert. Um, it's easier then to order groceries and have them delivered to you. Or, you know, if you're a parent or just somebody who has to work two jobs to make a living and, you know, you don't have time to carve out two hours um, to make it to a trip to the grocery store and to make it back, plus, you know, the time you spend shopping. Like, people are busy. Sometimes... This economy doesn't support, you know, that free time to leisurely peruse the store 
or you know you you have multiple kids or whatever or you just really need assistance with somebody bringing you your groceries um rather than putting it um in the hands of maybe a friend a neighbor at least the services can provide a way for you like if something goes wrong with your food order like if you were to um ask a, for a favor for a friend and they you know shorted you on some eggs or something now people don't have to do that little bargain deal that people do you know mm-hmm. food stamps cost what two times how much is it was it it's like a 50 cent difference it's like half and half you know what I'm saying? You know when people buy food stamps yeah. off people? Mm-hmm. Now you don't, now yeah. they don't have to worry no. about that. Uh, somebody robbing somebody. Right. And there Selling. were people fighting people. You know, you bartering with other things. And that's another... People should be um, celebrating it. Especially the people who are, you know, critical of there being a lack of checks and balances. And they're buying lobster all this fast food. Oh, yeah. And, nope, it's just for groceries. Like they say... As technology advances, it's important for SNAP to advance, too. Because, you know, if you look back, Trump wants to cut a lot of the poor areas for food stamps. So everybody's going to be making money. So tapping into the $63 billion food stamp market could give retailers a big boost in their arena. Yep. Food stamp recipients currently buy a lot of big box stores and grocery chains. So, hey. It's so it's helping, it's helping the economy and helping people receive uh, SNAP benefits. Oh, yes. Here we go. Listen to the bees. Taylor Swift swarmed by the beehive, accused of copying who? Beyonce. At the Billboard Music Awards, Taylor Swift put on a dazzling performance of me alongside Breeden Yuri. It was gorgeous. It was coronated. It was a total pleasurism of Beyonce's performance. That's what the Beehive is saying. The Taylor Swift, what? Gentrified Beyonce's famous Coachella, Coachella. or routine. Beachella routine. I saw it. It was a little copycat. It was a bit much. I think if she was going to try to say <clears throat> thank you, I think she should have chose her own beat. Yeah, if, I mean, you know, they say flattery is the best form of uh, appreciation or whatever. Um, but she didn't even utilize all those people she had on the stage. And, she, you know, she said she used the same colors. Like, you could have used purple, green, blue, red. They're all, but you chose pink and yellow and the silver, which really emulated what Beyonce was yes. wearing. Um, and what her uh, dancers were wearing. Um, but the fact that she chose a band... Like she, like some of the arguments I have seen online aren't even you know Mm-mm. making the argument that hey is still on brand because you can't make the argument she is trying to separate herself as the little teen cute country girl Correct. that she first started off with because you know there are uh, I don't even remember what music video is but she was like a band geek or something mm-hmm. so she could have said this is me revisiting That'd blah 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 you know that that song or that um scene from whatever song um but nope she just you she, know people came to her defense her swifties as people call them saying girl Beyonce didn't invent um bands but we know that especially after Beyonce's documentary came out uh, that um she specifically Beyonce chose the perform the Coachella performance to highlight 
HPCU bands yes. and experiences. It's an experience, people, honey. It's an experience. That we un as a country have underestimated, um, defranchised and really have ignored and turned our backs on HBCUs and what they have produced. Because um, you think about Diddy and Jay Z. Diddy is um I know he's isn't he a he's a graduate of uh an alumni of uh Howard yeah. University and they're creating just created a um app that helps people see where black businesses are in the community. They can that help each in. other. Um yeah, they're working together on the app that um is finally been able like they finally rolled it out um recently. But for people to say that she didn't copy Beyonce, even though the Coachella Beachella was uh last year. Uh, you didn't even wait. You should have waited longer. It's like a copycat went bad. You know what I'm saying? Like when you try to buy a real Prada bag and you get a pro bag, yeah, Taylor. But that's that's another ploy for her to try to um, you know, to stay relevant or, you know, to try to reach different markets cuz here we are, what, talking about her. Yep. So I guess it worked. Tay Tay. Tutu. Hey everybody, just wanted to give a quick thank you to everybody who's listening. Um, you can interact with our show. Uh, we're all over most of social media channels. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Talking Brown Sugar. And we're on Twitter at Talking Brown Sugar. It's Talking Brown S U G. You can also email us at talkingbrown.sugar at gmail.com. Um, you can send us um, sweet deets, so, you know, business features. If you want to tell us about a business, a product, or something you want us to promote. Um, we definitely um, want to support women of color, people who are coming out of the state of North Carolina, um, women in general, and all people of color or people with different abilities, and all that. So hit us up. Let us know what you have going on. Or if you want to ask a question... Um, definitely find us on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Just Google Talking Brown Sugar, and we're on 11 different um, podcast platforms. So don't forget uh, when you are subscribing and listening to leave us five stars or a comment under the episode. Um, at some point, we'll get to a point where we will start uh, going through the feedback and responding to you all. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Now on to more show. Wellness check. Yes, this is for um, panties, thongs, G-strings, undies, little undies, box briefs, all that. Um, be mindful of the dyes that are used in your clothes, especially when they are of darker hues. Sometimes it helps to save your laundry and your body to wash them before you actually wear them. Yes, because sometimes as it's heat and it's hot, it stains your skin and you get a rash. We don't want that. So try to make sure your underwear has a white cotton seed if possible. So it's for your health. You want to breathe right so you can be safe down there. And men, hey, I know y'all be trying to look cute and all jocked up. Make sure your underwear is fitting you. Don't get it so tight that you can't breathe. And they go for anybody because then you start getting chafed or cut. No. Or a jock itch. Jock itch. Uh, yeast infection. Everybody can get yeast infections, male or female. You don't yes. just have to have a vagina to get a yeast infection. Um, 
yeah, make sure you have breathable panty, panties or undergarments. Um, cause you sweat, can't control it. And no, do, don't do that baby powder. Let that go. Yeah, it's talcum there. You don't want that near your good bits. It's time for the main discussion. Basically, a movie review of Endgame. Um, I have seen all of the Marvel movies. What about you, Mom? Me too. They just keep me just on the edge of my seat. Did you really see all of them? But the ones that didn't keep me bored and I fell asleep on. Okay, so that's most of them, sure. Um, so yes, uh, I think there were a lot of uh, lessons in life that we can grab from Endgame. So we're just going to go through and talk about the movie. Um, so first ever, Talking Brown Sugar movie review of Endgame, the Marvel movie, came out this year. Um, Fun fact, (laughs) so far they've made about $2.5 worldwide, and it's getting close to the Avatar um, mark, which made $2.79 So it's getting really close worldwide. Um... And that's the latest as of a couple of days ago. Um, so, yeah, let's just jump into this movie review. We might jump around a bit, but, yeah, stay tuned. Bear with us. Three-hour movie. It was three hours. I messed up and um, sipped on my my icy uh, <laughs> during the previews. Yeah, and I had what knew better not to do that. Yes, it was me, my mom, and my uh, younger brother. Um, I remember halfway through the movie, I said, hey, to my younger brother, I said, um, tell mom, let me see her cup. You know, I got a little parched. <laughs> and he, he, he gave me a cup. I said, no, pass me mom's cup. He said, this is her cup. So we both were just sipping some sipping booties. Um, but yeah, that was just funny. There was a lot happening during this experience, but it was a great, it was a great time. Um, it was. it was a great three hours. It went by pretty fast, right? It did. I didn't even get sleepy, y'all. They did a good job. Cause Lord of the Rings had me about to uh, take a nap. I did take a nap. I felt like we were walking across the field with them with the tree. I said, I need a ride on the tree. But, um, yes. Yeah, so the opening scene was really dramatic. Um, we see Hawkeye playing catch with one of his sons, and you see um, his daughter and wife. No, his sons were playing catch, and he was uh, teaching his daughter how to shoot arrows because he called her Hawkeye, remember? Oh, yeah, but weren't they setting up something like the cooking house? Yeah, the mom was cooking hot dogs yeah. or whatever, but I, I just messed up. So I was saying... Yeah, he was teaching his daughter how to shoot arrows. He was like, yeah. good shot, Hawkeye. So, you know, that could be them alluding to her taking his place, maybe, Possibly. in the future. Because um, we see in this movie a lot of um, stories are shifting. Um, Storylines in general are shifting for the different um, stories. So you have the Guardians of the Galaxy, Black Panther, um, Captain Marvel, like, we can see bits and pieces of what might happen next in the upcoming movies mm-hmm. that are coming out later this year and next year. Um, but yeah, the opening scene, he's he just said good good job with the shot to his daughter, and then you know his wife asked him, 
Um, what do you want in your hot dog? Anybody want mayonnaise? And little boy said, who eats mayonnaise on their hot dog? Ketchup. Just give me some ketchup. <laughs> it was cute. <laughs> but um, two seconds later, Hawkeye um, turns around after retrieving the bow, and then everybody's gone. Poof. So he's just in the field by himself. And if you remember in the previous movie, everybody, you know, got dusted. I can't. I'm not ever going to get that song out of my head. Um, that parody song somebody made, Now We're Dust. Now we're dust. Now we're dust. Peter says he wasn't feeling good. And, you know, everybody was dusted. Um, half the population after Thanos, you know, had the big snap in um, Infinity War. And right after Hawkeye turns around, everybody is disappeared. He's calling for different people. He's running around trying to see where people are, his family. And then we go into... The um, what is it? Opening sequence. Yep. The traditional Marvel dun, dun, opening dun, dun, sequence, uh, where we see all the different um comics, in red, and then we quickly see Iron Man and space. He mm-hmm. looks really skinny. He's gaunt. Yes, that was not a good look. I said, "Uh oh." When you see him look like that, they can always say, "Bye bye." I already saw that. Um. Well, it was spoiled for me before I went to the movies. I already knew that uh, uh he was going to die, but I didn't know how. And I was like, dang, they just going to open a movie with him dead, dying like that? I was like, dang, they didn't even give me a second to like try to figure a story out. Um, But no, Nebula and him have escaped Thanos um, and are floating in space. Clearly, you know, Nebula is like a robot, so she doesn't need oxygen, but... Iron Man is making his last video with his Iron Man mask, telling people um, back home, you know, Piper, um, you know, my last I'm, goodbye. Last goodbye. I was just running low. My you know, last testament to y'all, good people. Keep your head up, and you know, who's like, don't make it sad. And then we zoom out and we see the spaceship, and it's just really just floating in space. It's yes, yeah, so it's really a sad dramatic scene. I just thought he was about to go out when, after he made his message to Pepper, he was uh, um, Nebula placed him in the seat, he closed his eyes, basically ready taking his uh, last breath. And then we see this shining yellowish orange light, and we're like, Oh, who's this? And it's Captain Marvel. Save the day. She winks at him, and she brings the whole, like, she flies the entire ship down back to Earth, and um, they're saved. Um, And basically, we find out that Nat, or Black Widow, Hawkeye, Rocket, and Captain America, like, there was a whole group of people who, you know, the people that were left after the snap were looking for Every, like who was left trying to figure out who's left um, looking for Iron Man in Nebula in space and so Iron Man is even though he's tired from not eating forever how long he was up there um, and this was 25 days after the snap uh, so it's 25 days of not eating he was real skinny and just gaunt looking and um, we see them all together now Everybody who's left in a room, you know, welcoming Iron Man back. And he's pissed off because he's like, we lost. You know, he was sad that he lost little Peter Parker. And I guess mad. 
Doctor Strange. Like, he watched people literally disappear. Um, so, he felt like he failed. Like, still feeling like I failed. Everybody was like, glad to see you, man. And he, Iron Man is just pissed. Like, pissed. Even though he's tired. So, he rips out the um, his, his, heart. his artificial heart. heart. Um, which it kind of doesn't need anymore. After, I don't remember what movie it was. But, you know, we found out he doesn't need it. It's kind of just, like, his thing after he, you know, created new technologies. Um, but he rips it out of his heart after um, Captain America's, he, Captain America's, you know, still has that can-do attitude. Like, we can still fix this. We can yes, figure out what happened. Um, because, remember, he snapped, Thanos snapped his finger. The glove was still there. So we can fix this. We can fix this. And Iron Man was like, nah, dude. Like, you, you promised that you were going to be there. And you weren't there. I know that feeling. When somebody said it was going to be there, and you expected them to be there. Yeah. And a time of need, and there were nowhere to be found. You know, it was after Civil War, you know, it was just, that, that explained why certain characters weren't in Infinity War. Because um, they had beef with each other, amongst each other, amongst the Avengers. He was like, what are we supposed to be? The Revengers? <laughs> and then everybody's talking to Iron Man like, we we can do this, man. <laughs> the funny joke was when um, Iron Man, after he saw Rocket talk, like, Rocket was like, man, chill out. Iron Man said, I thought, for the longest time, you would build a bear. That, that took me funny. out. That was real funny. When I saw that, I thought that was the cutest thing, though. Rocket, Rocket does, like, a little build a bear. But he makes a lot of sense. Even though they had a lot of dramatic and sad pieces in here, there were a lot of jokes in this movie. Um, and so, you know, I mean, Ripside is hard, falls to the floor, being extra dramatic per uh, how Robert Johnny Jr. acts. Um, he does, he plays Iron Man well. I, I think that was just him getting his point across, like, I don't need this anymore, I don't need y'all. And he, like, walks away from it. Um, then we cut to a scene, and it says five years later, five whole years after the snap, um, Ant-Man comes back because a rat crawls across the little um, keypad that his partner was supposed to bring back, the Wasp. The Wasp, you know, they were um, doctors that worked on time travel. She was supposed to pull him back, but she got dusted right when that was supposed to happen. So five years later, in the van where they have the um, time machine, a rat crawls over it. Ant-Man is basically um, rematerialized into um, a storage unit. So you see the security guard is like, how did he in there? Like, I didn't see anybody come in or out. Mm -hmm. He's waving at the camera. And Ant-Man was only gone for, what, five hours? Mm, Yeah. Which was five years their time. And we just see a bunch of crazy stuff. Um, it was cute how they uh, showed us time has tra- uh, changed. Because we get to see Professor Hulk, um, Black Widow's red hair reappears. You know, she was blonde for a minute. And it's like, oh, I forgot she was a red, a redhead. Um, Hawkeye's in Japan just killing people. Because mm-hmm. he's pissed off that his family's gone. Um. He's like, my family's gone and you get to live. So he was killing bad guys in Japan. It was a cool fight scene. But I was like, why did he have to go to Japan? I don't understand that. I guess maybe it was something dealing with some ancient history stuff. Who knows? That might have been his backstory or something. Yeah. Like it alluded 
something alluded to his backstory in the comics or something. But also, he could have bounced around. It would have been cool to see him, like, literally showing how he was using his passport. Like, if they if he bounced around, they showed him in different places, right. knocking out gangsters. But I guess Nat, Nat did say to um, War Machine, a.k.a. Don Cheadle, um, he, she was like, you know, I haven't found Hawkeye yet, He, but he was in... Mexico. He didn't. Say, she didn't say Mexico, but she was cartels. Tell, he yeah. was killing cartels or something. So I guess that's how they did it. But it would be he cool was like to see. undercover, I guess. Mhm. And we see Captain America's a therapy leader, telling everybody, you know, you gotta move on and. That fits right down his alley. Yeah, because he was still mourning the loss of his old lady from way back when. Yeah, I thought it was funny and it was very entertaining how all the characters act like. I probably think they're real sales. I think they put a lot of their own emphasis in it, too. Yeah. I mean, you've been playing these people for years, and it was interesting to see how they... um, Great acting in the movie. It was just nice to see how they thought their character would feel five years later after losing half the population of the world. Um, Because you definitely see Black Widow going through. She's trying to hold together Mm -hmm. um, the team essentially being... um, the force. What was um Samuel Jackson's character? I forget his name. With the eye. With the patch. Mm-hmm. I forget his name every time. But yeah, Samuel Care. She was basically that role because you know Samuel Jackson gets dusted as well, and so she's trying to keep the team together because she literally feels like she has nothing left, and she's like, that's all she got to hold on to. She, Captain America pops up. Yeah. She was eating a PB and J. <laughs> And crying. I said, ew, peanut butter and jelly. Is you crying? You know she's having a bad day. That's the best sandwich. Ugh. Ugh. You don't like it, I know. I don't like jelly. Um, but she's trying to keep the team together. So you had a Koye reporting, Rocket reporting, Captain Marvel was reporting. Um, another fun fact was that Captain Marvel's scenes were shot before the entire movie. Um, the entire Infinity War. So they had um, Brie Larson who plays Captain Marvel, um, come in and shoot some scenes with people she had to specifically talk to in the movie. So the people she talked to got abbreviated scripts just so they could shoot her parts earlier than um, everybody else. And so they wouldn't have spoilers. That's that star power. Um, No, but that's because they were filming Captain... Marvel at the same time, so they wanted to get her pieces up because they didn't know she was going to be available for all of the shooting or the filming when she was also shooting her her film. Correct. So that's why Rocket, when they're reporting out to Nat, looks at Captain Marvel when she Captain Marvel is like, "Well, you all do know that I'm, you know, protecting and helping other galaxies because Thanos is going around on different planets and galaxies. Like it affected a lot of." other planets mm-hmm. um so i'm helping them too and then rock was like where are you gonna be get another haircut <laughs> that was funny that was funny um but finally they all uh we also see professor hulk that was the funniest scene to me i thought he was cute i like Hulk, but when they said professor hulk he was like a different one because they showed like bruce banner i thought i like how they put that together yeah we got to see bruce banner and Hulk mix to get Professor Hulk. That was funny. I was like, what? That's my alter ego. 
The Hulk. The Hulk. Why? You don't want to make me upset. <laughs> you turned green. I turned a little little shade of green. But we see everybody is still sad and grappling from the loss of half the population and half their team is gone. And so they're still trying to figure out how can we get Thanos? Like, what can we do to get him? Um, dang, I missed the whole part. So before we go to five years later, um, they met up with Thor. Like, Thor was there when they first met up when Iron Man was brought back. And... Oh, yeah, they went to look for Thor. No, they went to look for... I don't know when they went to look for Thanos at first. Yeah, but... And Thanos was in retirement after he snapped. Like, you know, everything is Gucci. He was like, I did my part. I'm going to retire. He was <laughs> uh, gardening. He had a whole farm, a whole separate planet. And they saw the glove. Um, they were like, where are the stones? Thanos basically used the stones to destroy the stones. So um, after he said that, Thor just chopped off his head. And um, they were like, why did you do that? He was like, I went for the head. Thor said, I went for the head. And if you remember in Infinity War, not Infinity War, who was Infinity War? Um, Thanos told Thor, you should have um, cut my head off instead of trying to pull the glove off. Yeah. So that was that nice how they connected to you. But yes, um, I told y'all we were going to jump around. It was a whole three hours. Yes. We made it through. We made it through the movie. We made it through. Um, but there was a lot of different um, dynamics at play with connecting the different Marvel movies together, especially after um, Ant-Man comes back. He's like, I have an idea of how we can basically get the stones back. We can time travel, get the stones back, put the glove back together, do a reverse snap, and bring everybody back. Um, of course, Iron Man is like, I have a little kid. Um, so he has a daughter with Pepper. A little Morgan, cute little girl. Um, when we see Morgan, she's playing with a gift that um, Iron Man makes for his wife, Pepper. He was like, your mom never plays with anything I make her or any gift I give her. Um, but that comes to play later in the movie um and so we don't see thor um five years later but um iron man was like i'm not gonna hear it i, I don't want to hear it um when they bring ant-man's plan to him he was like you know it's just time travel and he was like are you really trying to explain time travel to me using back to the future logic he was like uh basically yeah so professor hulk and ant-man worked it out um, and figured out what year they can travel back to get all the stones. Um, like if you travel in the right place in the right time, um, I think it was New York, there were three stones in one place. And Black Widow figured that part out. It was cool how they were all like brainstorming and figured mm-hmm. that out. And all of this time, Nebula is with them. You know, she's a robot. And so she's recording this, um, the interaction she's having with them. And so. Um, after, 
Iron Man hears about Ant-Man's plan. He goes home and he figures out the math. Um, was it quantum theory, quantum yep. physics? He figures out the exact math and he tells Pepper, oh, I figured God. it out. Okay. Figured it out. Time to roll. And so Pepper was like, gotta do what you gotta do because you know you're not gonna go to sleep and you're gonna be up annoying me and Morgan telling me how you figured out the math and the possibility of bringing who back Peter Parker Spider-Man um so Iron Man shows up you know real sassy and flashing his nice car and tells he brings Captain America his shield back and he's like alright we're doing this so they test out the time travel with Ant-Man and Professor Hulk Mm-hmm. And it was funny because Ant-Man went back through it and Professor Hulk was trying to figure out how to send him through different times. <laughs> and he was like, um, in the suit. And Ant-Man was a baby. He was turning into a baby, an old man. And then he came back as regular self. And they have time traveling suits. And he was saying, I don't know which one of us made a wedding, but I peed on myself. <laughs> he said it could have been baby me. Or old man me. Well, it might have just been me. <laughs> it was one of them. Well, like, it was so many jokes. And so when they figured it out, you know, they went, um, Rocket and Thor went to go find Rocket and Iron, Rocket, Lord, Rocket and Professor Hulk went yes. to find Thor, who mm-hmm. is really depressed. And he's sitting, where, he's sitting there with the Roach and the Rockman. Um, just getting drunk. He has a beer belly and everything. And, you know, everybody instantly laughed, but I was like, dang, they're making fat jokes. I know. I looked at it. I said, you know what? That can really happen. There's some true facts to it. Well, there people actually they don't have beer bellies. But, um, yeah, he got gain weight from being depressed, drinking beer, chilling, eating pizza. Thor was like, I don't want to be a part of this. He was just depressed. He was like, I don't have anybody. I lost my brother, you know. Lost his sister, everybody. His whole family's dead. Um. Half and then half of Asgard got wiped out, um, with the snap. So he's like, I just can't do nothing right. So, um, Rocket convinces Thor to come along with them in their new plan, um, to time travel, because he tells them there's gonna be beer. So like, Thor's what? like, what kind? So, they start time traveling, and that's when the cool stuff start happening. I was ready for that. I'm like, yes, I can wake up and focus. Yes, that's when you started waking up. Yep, because the rest of us was like, okay, here we go, people. Um, I thought when they were time traveling, one of the coolest scenes was when they went back to try to get um the was it blue square called the blue cube. Mm-hmm. Um, I already know what it is, but I don't know what it's called right now. It's like a Tetris. The little small blue cube everybody was trying to get. Um, that Loki always steals. Yep. Um, but in Iron Man and Captain America were responsible for that one, um, because the stone was inside of it. Then, um, they remember that, um, the people they, who were posing as, um, you know, Shield agents, were actually double crossing them, and they were. Hydra um, employees. Yeah. And so Captain America was like, cool. And so he was like, you know what? We had to change the plans. And it was basically replayed scenes with those new pieces added on. And so Captain America sees the same double-crossing agents. And in order to get the cue back, he tells them, hail Hydra. And they're like, 
Like, what? what? Captain America? He on the other side? So they actually give him up the cube instead of fighting. In the previous film, um, they he had to actually have a fight scene. But he thought everything was Gucci until he found himself. It was over then. He got to thinking. So I thought that was a cool um, way to say, like, your greatest enemy is, it is or can, can be, be yourself. yourself. I was looking at poetic in the Marvel movie. Captain America fights himself in <laughs> the old, the um, past Captain America was like, um, I know you're Loki, just give it up. And he was like, nope, I'm you. I, he didn't say it, but he was thinking like, no, I'm, I promise you I'm not Loki. And so he was trying to, he was trying to figure out how he was going to be himself. And so old Captain America told new Captain America, you know, I can keep this up all day. We can keep this up all day. He was like, yeah, I know. It was just so it many was, jokes. It was I mean, so you, funny. You can even see your own self saying that. Like, if you look in the mirror or you did something, you be like, that had deja vu. Did I do this yesterday? Mm-hmm. It's like, you you really can keep yourself going in the circle if you let yourself um, yeah. continue the same things over again. So he's like, what can I tell, my, tell him to shake him up? He was like, Bucky's still alive. So old um, Captain America had new Captain America in like a full Nelson mm-hmm. kind of move and new Captain America whispered that Bucky was alive and it threw him off and then he was able to break free um, touch him with the scepter and run it was just funny um, and then Professor Hulk had to talk to you know the wise woman the wise one who basically um, teaches Doctor Strange how to get his powers and they were fighting for a minute she did the soul punch to um push out um Bruce Professor Banner. Hulk. Yeah, oh she yeah, she did. She pushed out um Bruce, Bruce Banner's soul aura from his body. He was like, You have to give me the time stone because um we travel back in time just to get it because Thanos is gonna snap his fingers, blah blah blah. She's like, You a couple of years too early. Um, Doctor Strange isn't even here yet. And he was like, Well, in the future he gives it to Thanos and she was like, What? Hey, what is supposed to happen? Why'd you tell me that sooner? So she ends up giving it to him because she was like, Maybe um Doctor Strange knew like what was gonna happen. Happened. He knew better, so she trusted that she was like, you gotta return it back to this reality, or you know you'll create a rift in time. Um, and so they get a couple of the stones, and then because Hawkeye is back on the team for this time traveling, uh, Hawkeye and Black Widow, you know they're a great pair, like brother and sister. They are responsible for getting the Soul Stone, mm-hmm. and so they go with um, War Machine and Nebula. Back to where Quill first finds the Soul Stone. Um, and you remember in Infinity War, um, Thanos kills Gamora, his daughter. Yeah, I didn't like that. He sacrifices her to get the Soul Stone. So you know in your head, who's going to die to get this Soul Stone? So it's going between that and Black Widow. And um, what's crazy is because Nebula is... Time she she volunteers as well to time travel, but because she's a robot, and I told y'all before, she was you know there with them thick and thin. Recording. She used to be bad, but now she good. She on the good side. Yeah. Um. Hope they still got cookies, but um, she basically synced up with her old self, and they was able they were able to 
replay it for old Thanos and old Gamora. So now Thanos is aware of the new the new plan um, that they came up with to time travel. And he's like, uh, play all that back. So he gets to see everything that he mm-hmm. ends up going through. And he sees he's successful. And then he was nodding at himself all proud like, mm-hmm, I did it. He was so yeah. proud of himself because um, the current Thanos was filmed saying, you can't stop me. I'm inevitable. And he was like, mm-hmm. Show, show enough. Show mm-hmm. you right. Show Just you right. That's me. And so he was like, old, Th- old Thanos is like, keep playing. And so he sees that Thor cuts his head off. And he's like, at this point, I'm not even trying to snap to and have the population. I just want to kill everybody right now. He's so... He already know what his his new mission is. Old Thanos is now equipped with all mm-hmm. this information from Nebula's brain. All this is happening in the movie. Three hours, all this stuff yes. is happening. So you we had to keep up. We had to stay awake. We had to keep up. Um, so we bounce back to Nat and Black Widow, and we're like, "All right, who is going to get sacrificed?" So they fight to um to see who's going to jump off to get the Soul Stone once they figure out um. That that's what they have to do to get the soul stone, and so, um, they played with us that whole time because they yes, were fighting hard. It was about to wear me out. I was like, Lord, who is getting these stones, getting these jewels? Please put it, find the glove, beat the glove up. Let's do this. Somebody got to end it. Yeah, and finally, it's revealed to us that Black Widow sacrifices herself. So you know. Because she sacrificed herself, that's it. She's not coming back. It's just her. She's not coming back. So she dead, dead. She went to bye-bye. D-E-D, dead. Um, so uh, Hawkeye returns the same time everybody gets pulled out with the Soul Stone and not Nat. And everybody's like, dang, so we have to make sure this works. Um, so Iron Man creates a glove that can hold all the stones mm-hmm. when they get it back. And I said, how that little glove go fit on uh Professor Hulk hands? Because, you know, Professor Hulk was like, I'm yeah, the strongest, yeah. I need to get stabbed. I said, that's a metal hand. How is it going to fit on it? So that glove, that's a Hermit-sized glove. Little did I, you know, I forgot, I forgot um how smart Iron Man is. And he created the glove so that it would morph onto whoever Whoever put the glove on. on. So the glove expanded. I said what? he didn't made one size fit all. Um one size fit all glove. <laughs> so uh the Hulk puts it on. He does a snap and um it was really dramatic and cool how it happened. Because he did a snap, you get the same effect that Thanos had in Infinity War. Just air fried in hand. <laughs> uh yeah. The Hulk got a little baby arm after that because that took a lot out of him. And so he, Iron Man said, take the glove off. And so they snatched the glove off real fast. And then Iron Man, like, froze his arm and then wrapped it in some kind of, like, nanotechnology or whatever Mm -hmm. to save save his arm. And then for the rest of the movie, Hulk has a little baby arm. (laughs) (laughs) What arm was it? Was it the left? It was right. The right. He said so he has a little baby right arm for the whole rest of the movie. Like, literally, he has a cast the whole rest of the movie. Yeah. I said, dang, they're going to put a hook on it. 
Yeah, that little baby arm was disturbing me the whole time, and they knew it would, cause they didn't um, show him too much after that. Mm-mm. But I was concerned. But the first thing they noticed after the reverse snap was birds were chirping. And guess who calls Hawkeye? His wife. So he knew. Like, so we just see people um, appearing. No, we didn't see people appear, but we got confirmation that um, that the reverse snap worked. Because we heard the birds chirping and everything. So, you know, Hulk sacrificed work. And that, you know, she sacrificed herself. But as soon as, you know, we have good news, what happened? Here comes some bad news. Thanos comes back. Sorry, punk. With the whole Dark Army. You know, the three um, different ghouls he had that were supposed to be real strong. Mm-hmm. Um, they were creepy. Yeah, my um, little brother let me know that the Dark Army, those three people alone, had enough strength to actually take out the whole Avengers team if they wanted. But they um, made them weaker for the film. You know, creative license. I understand it. But based on the comic, the um, Dark Army, those three people who um, Thanos worked with mm-hmm. could have taken them all out in real life. That's why um, when stuff started really get popping, it makes sense. Um, like Thanos, that's how Thanos is able to fight people without needing stones. Um, His backup plan. So old Thanos returns immediately after Hulk's reverse snap. And he comes with a whole army opening up portals with the old nebula. Everybody can. They captured the new nebula. I forgot to say that. They captured the new nebula. <laughs> and the old nebula took a piece of her robotic, I guess... Um, vanity piece or something to make mm-hmm. herself look like that. And um, Thanos, he just take a seat. He gets a little sword or axe, whatever he had, weapon he had. He just took a seat. And <laughs> Nibble said, we're here, father. And um, he was, she's like, what do you? What are we going to do now? What are you going to do now? He said, I'm going to sit here. You're going to get them stones. I ain't got to do no work. They got, he said, I know they have the glove. All the stones are here. You retrieve him, I'll be right here. I said, who is it is? I said, he really bugging. And so he was just sitting there after blasting um, the whole aviation center they were working from. He blasted it to smithereens. So now the Avengers who have, you know, the Avengers that were left behind have to piece themselves together. And they're pulling themselves out of the rubble. And when they see it's Thanos, he's just, Thanos is just sitting there like, Chill. what up? What up? What it is? Hey, waiting for you. What it do? And he's just sitting there. And Thor and Captain America are just sitting watching him like... Can't believe this cat. The heck is going on here? And Nebula's running off to find the glove. Hawkeye is running to try to get it as far away from him as possible. Um, Guess who else returns with old Thanos and old Nebula? Old Gamora. So remember she died. Uh, uh, she was sacrificed. Uh. So that's how she returned in a weird way. Um she came back with old Thanos, old Nebula. Um, that's the Green Lady, Gamora, played by so. Zoe Saldana. Yes. It's a lot of people to keep up with people for three hours. Believe me, I'm just sitting there looking. I'm surprised we got this far. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so this is when stuff really starts to pop off. Um, 
we have everybody trying to, like, um, Professor Hulk is trying to save Rocket and, um, who is that, Don Cheadle? Yep. And they were basically about to drown. So that's War Machine and Rocket. They were about to drown because water's filling up in the rubble. And I was like, how is the Hulk going to save him? And he only got one arm. I was really concerned about that baby arm. <laughs> but he, he, he saved him. He saved him. He was able to still, you know, buck up and push the um, rubble push the rubble away. I thought, you remember the older Hulk movies? Um, uh-huh. I don't even remember which one it was. But the one where he would get angry and angrier he got the bigger he got yeah i thought that's what he was gonna do but this i was is, like this is a different one yeah it's not the same hulk um because that would have been cool if he like got pissed and then got bigger he could have really just bu- busted up thanos then but then it that probably wouldn't work for the storyline because um, even that hulk was like extra bulletproof like he could um mm-hmm. repel bullets and like shoot them back at you when he got angry um But yeah, um, we get to the fight scene pretty fast. So Thor, we skipped over this too. Thor gets to see his mom when they time travel with Rocket. Um, he was supposed to be helping Rocket get the was it the red reality stone so, from Thor's old you know ex girlfriend. Awkward. He was looking for some more some more of that good good drink up there. Yeah, he said, oh, they have wine in my dad's cellar. And Rocket was like, if you don't focus on the task of him. Um, so Thor was supposed to help Rocket, but instead he had a panic attack, got slapped up, smacked up by Rocket, and ran away to go see his mom because they ended up time traveling back to the day where his mom actually gets killed. And so he's, you know, really bugging out, emotional, um, trying to figure out what he's going to do. But because of that trip, Thor, um, he does the hand thing and attracts his uh, original hammer. Mm-hmm. Remember his sister, um, his sister Christian's hammer in Thor Ragnarok. So he was able to get his hammer back. I said, good Lord, all these connections. I'm telling you, it was. I don't know how I'm keeping up with all this right now. I can just tell you how I feel about it. <laughs> You were there, though. You know this stuff, too, because you just seen all of the movies. I have. But, um, yes, Thor comes back with Hammer, but he also gets an axe made in Wakanda. Yeah. No, he didn't. His 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 Hammer originally comes from Wakanda, but his axe um, is made at the plant from the last movie. He went to a different planet Planets. to get the axe mate, um, which was the same guy from um, Game of Thrones. Yeah. I don't remember his name right now. Um, yeah, I know who it is. <laughs> well, yes. Um, so Thor comes, he, he comes back to the future and he has a hammer and an axe now. So he, Captain America, are now whooping um Old Thanos's but but kind of sorta, um, and attacked him and him with the shield, the hammer, the axe. But Thanos doesn't still. have the glove, and still was able to defend himself. So this is old Thanos fighting, um, new Thor, new Captain America, and everybody else is still trying to keep the glove away from Thanos. 
And so, you know, they get beat down after trying to jump Thanos. And then out of nowhere, um, Captain America hears over his calm, he hears Sam. And, you know, Sam was dusted. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I think he said you're 12 o'clock or 6, watch your 6 or something. And we just see all of um, Doctor Strange's portals open. You see mm-hmm. who's the first to walk through. Everybody from Wakanda. I was excited. Um, I was like, Ibombe. 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 I was ready to fight to y'all. They were walking through. Everybody started pouring through. We see um, Peter Parker return. Um, That's a little sweet sale. Yes. Um, Letitia Wright. Um, all the different warriors who were um, dusted. But we also see people who were basically called upon to help. So all the Doctor Strange's people. Um, everybody who was dusted comes back. Bucky. Everybody. The Red Witch. Um, the Wasp. Mm-hmm. And we even see Pepper in her full out Iron Man suit that Iron Man made her, that Lil Morgan was playing with. And it was so pretty. We see Captain Marvel um, pop up. And so Thanos is like, oh, y'all really trying to fight? So he calls all his people. Um, it's a Leviathan and all these um, warships, all those ugly little gremlin things. And note, Hawkeye is still trying to run. Um, to keep the glove away from Thanos. It was such a long three hours, but yes. but action packed three hours. Um, and this is where the story started speeding up during this fighting scene. Peter Parker, and there's so much happening. Peter Parker and Iron Man are reunited. He hugs. He really just hugs Peter Parker, Iron Man. You can feel that for a long time. Too. He said, "Oh, this is nice, sir." Groot and Rocket pair up again. Um, you know, they have little buddies. Um, it's just crazy how many people come back. Um, and now everybody's fighting. Um, the same kind of scene from Infinity War, but mm-hmm. much more intense because they're surrounded by rubble. So they're also trying not to fall <laughs> while they're fighting all these little gremlins and stuff that he brought, that yes, Thanos brought. attacking them. And, um... We even get to see all of the Marvel women that was um, beautiful. help Peter keep away the um, glove. Because if Peter tosses it to Captain Marvel, no, he tosses it to Black Panther. Exactly. Black Panther. Hot yep, like hot potato. Um, he tosses it to Black Panther. And Black Panther um, ends up helping him uh, toss it up to Valkyrie. The Valkyrie. Um, Tessa Thompson's character. And then Pepper grabs him in her little Iron Woman suit. I said, they're doing it. They're doing it big. Mm-hmm. So everybody, you know, is just working together to knock them back. Um, and they're strong, too, because they've been gone five years, chilling. Um, Peter Parker was like, yeah, Doctor Strange just told us, you know, we got to come back. They need you. That you guys needed us. We just appeared. I know when we went through the portal and now we're here. So I was like, what? I would like to know what happened while they were away. Uh, when they, like, did they just, like, where did they go when they were dusted? Um, really? We probably won't never hear or figure out what yeah. happened with that. But everybody's fighting Doctor Strange, 
Wong, everybody, Hawkeye, Sam, everybody. <laughs> it did not sound like that because I would have asked for a refund. <laughs> what bootleg is this? Um, no, but it was a great movie. Um, and what happened? Um, Iron Man. Yeah, it was just um all all the women together, and then um they're fighting, fighting, fighting. Everybody's fighting, 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 and at one point. They couldn't keep it away from Thanos. He catches it. He punches um Captain Marvel down. He knocks her out the out of the sky, and he ends up getting the love. He almost puts it on, but Iron Man um and Captain Marvel like everybody worked together. Uh, they worked together to keep it from completely getting on his hand. So everybody's in a panic, and then out of nowhere, Iron Man and Doctor Strange make eye contact, and um. What we didn't know is while they were playing the old switcheroo was that Iron Man tricked um tricked Thanos um into getting like an old fake version of the glove. So Iron Man kept the old glove that they found him with, but the new glove he he put on with the actual infinity stones and Doctor Strange mm-hmm. looked at Iron Man and he put up one cuz Infinity War he told him he said out of the 14 million trillion ways this could end, there's only one way we do win. And so, Dr. Strange looked at Iron Man. He put up one finger like... You already know. He said, I couldn't tell you that we were going to win because the only way we can win is if you are the one. You get it? That's what the whole symbol of the one was. I was like... <gasps> so that's when you realize Iron Man has to do the snap to basically dust... Thanos and his crew. So, um, he does a snap, and it takes all the juice out of his battery, like out of his suit, and he stumbles and falls and has to sit down. He can't breathe. You can see um, Pepper, Sam, and Spider Man. Um, they all have little moments with him before he has his last breath. Mm-hmm. Um. But we do see that you know Thanos and like the snap works, so all of the bad all of the bad guys who came from the past, um, they're dusted and they disappear. We cut to the funeral scene. That was tough. Yep, I was so mo- so emotional. I was emotional. It was thoughtful. It's just amazing how they put it together. Made me cry. You were balling. You were too. Yeah, I heard you sniffling. And a man beside me. I actually wasn't sniffing. I made the mistake of sitting next to my younger brother. He also had the ending spoiled for him. And so um, I th- he made a joke. My younger brother made a joke about something that was happening in the theater. Separate from what was happening on the screen. Which was Iron Man dying. And we both busted out laughing, and I was trying to fight it, but it just came out. So I only made the sniffle noise to make it seem like I was laughing, but I wasn't really laughing. Mm-hmm. I was mean, out crying. I made a sniffle noise mixing all I was crying, but I was actually giggling. Oh, no, we were laughing. We were laughing at an inappropriate time, per usual. Um, but at the funeral scene, you know, they, um, the heart that he he um, first created was um 
put on a bed of flowers, and they push it out until they can um, set it on fire. Everybody dressed in black, looking nice. Yeah, it was really sad. Um, and they still they had to do it to me when they were panning over everybody who was in attendance. They just had to pan over Professor Hulk and his little baby arm. It man had a whole suit and a whole new cast on their little baby arm, and it it was really bothering me. I was like, how are they going to wrap this story up? Like, is he going to heal? Or is he going to forever have a um, baby arm? Because you know he's different from all the other Hulks. So I wonder if they're going to keep him with a baby arm. And I want to see how he's going to fight. They might give him some new juice. Okay. But everybody was there. Um, and so it was a nice um, circular moment. Um, or still, You know, the circle of life um, mm-hmm. for the series because, you know, this Marvel series started with Iron Man and it ended with him dying. Yeah. It's this line, this storyline of Marvel. So seeing, you know, his, um, the prosthetic battery heart um, on fire was like, dang, they're really like letting y'all know this is it. Because, you know, this was the last time we saw Stan Lee. Um, yeah. As far as a cameo. Um, when he passed. Yeah. This year. It was sad. It was. Um, that was his last cameo. Um, and that was when, um, Iron Man got to meet his dad. Yeah. I said, is that, I could tell his dad the way he was talking. I said, they got the same little walk and mannerisms. Yeah, they didn't know that guy. <gasps> but yeah, Tony even got to see his dad before he died. Tony Stark, a.k.a. Iron Man. A.k.a. Robert Downey Jr. Um, and so after the funeral scene... Um, you see Happy, who's um, basically like the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent assigned to help. Um, you know, now now basically an extended member of Tony Stark's family. He was talking to uh, Little Morgan. He was like, uh, what do you want to eat? You hungry? She was like, yeah, I want some cheeseburgers. So... There may be room for her to come back as Iron Iron something, mm-hmm. depending on what they have in the comics or what they have in store. Something you never know. Um. Then you know, the wise one, um, told Professor Hulk you have to return the stones. So they go turn return the stones, but they have to be specific in where and how they return them. Mm-hmm. And so Captain America volunteers. I said, when he volunteered, I was like, he is not going to come back. So he's going to leave and go be with his love. But what he actually did um, was he left, he came back, um, but as an older man. And so Bucky and Sam like, were look, like, where did he go? He should have been back by now. Because it was only supposed to take like a minute. So basically he was gone for like a couple of year, years. Um, he came back as an old man with his shield. And um, uh, Sam was like, uh, "Like, what's up with this? And he was like, I did what Tony told me to do when I got up. One of those things you call a life. So, you know, it was assumed that he uh, went to visit his wife. Well, he probably married her. Yeah. His girlfriend, he probably married her his long time. Love. Lost love. And they showed um, him dancing with her finally. Um What's that? What's that? What's the good Luther Vandross song they could have played? Here and now, 
I'll promise to love faithfully But yeah, it was really sentimental. That's the music I heard in my head when I was watching the scene. I don't remember what song they were playing. I just know it was like romantic and it was like them finding slow slow dancers in the house. So he probably had a kid, they got married. Um, and so Sam that's what we get to see as the audience. But um Sam said when he saw the ring on old eld I'll say elderly mm-hmm. Captain America. Um He's okay. Yeah. He did. He looked pleased. He looked content. Like, um, you know how some people, when they say they look like they're ready to go? Mm-hmm. He like he was ready to go. Yeah. Um, And he had a ring on, and Sam said, you want to tell me about her? And he said, mm, I don't think so. And then he gave, Captain America gave Sam um, his shield. He said, I think it's better for you. Sam was like, no, nah, I can't. And Bucky was like, man, I'm going to take this shield. Like, so what? now... That's going to be... I know that um, Captain America is in the comics. He's black. So it's going to be nice to see that storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we see um, Thor join a rocket group, Drax and everybody on mm-hmm. the ship. Yep. And he was like, you know, you can be the leader. And he was like, and Quill, this is what Thor was saying to Quill. He was like, you can be the leader if you want to. And Quill was like, uh, I am the leader. And Thor was like, you yeah, are sure you are. Yeah. He didn't say sure, but it, with that tone. And then they were trying to instigate, um, like, the, like you guys should fight for the death. <laughs> but it's it's interesting to see how that Guardian of the Galaxy 3 is going to be. So mm-hmm. now we know Thor is going to be in it. Um. And it was just different ways they ended that. Um, we see Black Panther and Lachisha um, Wright and Okoye. We see them coming back with something. No, they were in Wakanda. Yeah, but they're going to come back with something. Yeah, but, um, Black Panther 2 is yeah. coming out. So we see Wakanda's all better, um, kind of rebuilt. Um, you know, with future technology, the city is vibrant. And everything. I don't remember the exact last scene. Do you? Nope. That's all I remember because I saw the the ending. I just reflect on what I thought. The final scene was Captain America. Yeah. When he gave him the shield. Yeah. It was just... It was a good movie. But I can't say... Um, Black Panther spoiled me because I missed seeing black main characters and them on the screen. Because we didn't even get that much of Koye when we were looking at the people who were left behind. Like, she was still, Koye was still there. They could have had her, you know, chit chatting with M'Baku or something. Well, we know how this movie played out. We just got to reflect on how what's going on in the world now and. I we must let you know to be thankful for what you got and treat people right. Because I was saying I would love to see my great-great-grandparents and ask them some questions or just for a minute to be in the 1800s and figure out some of my people and know some of my ancestries about pulling out what I have to do now. 
Because it's, it's a whole lot of interesting stuff out here just to meet somebody and to look at them and say, wow, we look alike. Oh, that's why I really act like that. Yeah, it would have been cool to um travel back in time to meet a young Jella May. She oh, was a yeah. pistol. Yes, she was. She could do a hair, too. And the hair, a doctor, a priest. All that. Um, I th- yeah, definitely, like, life lessons Um, you can pull from this movie. I feel like they kept repeating that whole, you have to move on. Like, you got to keep moving. Mm-hmm. Even when we lose people, you still can carry their memory, carry their legacy with you. Um, yeah, don't hold grudges. Have- yeah, don't hold grudges. Celebrate your people. Give them their flowers while they're here. Um, and how to, how, if you don't, um, confront how you grieve because you can grieve in anger as we saw in Hawkeye or you can grieve in despair and depression as we saw in Black Widow like if you don't confront those feelings you can lose yourself yep, um, literally um, yeah getting unhealthy um, habits um, just letting yourself go right and so he was dealing with depression with alcoholism food food but wrong. this is this wrong. But that's how he was in. But that's what happens when you don't confront and talk about the problems um, that you're facing. Like um, Black Widow, she was hiding her feelings. She was just crying. And that's why she ended up jumping off to sacrifice herself. Even though she felt she didn't have anything left to give, that was the best thing she felt she could give um, to Hawkeye. And Hawkeye lost himself when he was traveling, shooting, killing everybody because yep, he, he was angry. He was just mad. Mm-hmm. But it's just like how, and then, you know, friendship and how you can count on each other, your friends, your peoples. Um, The good or the bad. It's good to know you have a friend. Yeah. So hit up your friends. Call them. Reassemble your Avenger team. Go out and have a drink. Make an event. Dress up like one of the Avengers. You ain't got to do all that. You can just use I want to. You can wear a green suit. You can get cute. I'm going to wear a green suit. I don't have to have a hook mask. I would just suggest getting cute and going out. Whatever you want to do and with your friends. And they do have that drink called Incredible Hook. We're just catching up and uh, hanging out with the people. Um, yeah. Have have your have your friends back and um, have those talks. Those tough talks. Um, so you can't move past whatever rough patch you may be going through. Or whatever you need to do to move on. Love yourself. That wraps up our main discussion. Um, thank you, our to everybody who saw us out May 4th and May 10th. Those of you who came in chit chat, kicked it up, laughed with us. He saw us out and about in different places. <laughs> uh, we'll try to make sure in the future we post um, where we'll be um, in like social settings or something for meet and greets. Um, but we definitely had a blast with the other vendors and just talking about the show and talking about podcasting. And um, introducing people to the world of podcasts because a lot of people thought it was internet radio or didn't quite understand how it worked. Mm-hmm. But it was fun. Thank you yeah. all for coming out. Thank you. Yep. Um, just a shout out to the Saturday Morning Brunch Club. May 18th, we'll be at. We're having our rainbow tea. I'm Team Yellow. I'm Team Orange. We'll be having a guest speaker, music, fun, food. Can't wait to have yes. fun. But yes, that's what we have going on. Um, we'll be sure to post pictures when we get all dolled up and have our tables set up. Love in all colors.
That's the theme. I'm Angela. I'm Roger. We, we out. out.